David Castle is a 25-year health and fitness industry veteran with an expertise in biomechanics, which is the examination of movement and motion. He is also the co-founder of Industry Aligned, which addresses the physical health of beauty professionals. Today, we're going to hear all about his story, his brand, and his company. And if you remember from previously, we've introduced his partner. And uh, today, we get to hear a little bit more about the about the business and exactly what they're doing. Welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes, and I'm your host. Today, I'm with David Castle. How are you doing today, David? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me, Rob. Awesome. All right, cool. So, first, thanks for coming on the show. I it was a uh, it was a pleasure talking with uh, your partner Jenny and uh, anybody who didn't watch that episode. It's a great conversation, so I highly recommend you go back and check that out. And uh, so today, David, you're the you're the uh, person with the expertise in the body, and um, you know just a little recap for anybody who didn't watch that that episode with Jenny. You like the thing that really connected with me is I've had two I've had double neck surgery and uh, I had two uh, discs uh, replaced and one fused and my cervical spine and uh, Jenny and I were talking about how she was having being told she needs to get surgery as well and hearing her talk about how you were able to help reduce her issues so much that she can move on without surgery. Uh, that was like the thing I was like, okay, we definitely need to like talk about this more because, you know, I, I have apprentices that they, you know, they are doing a haircut or color and they're like bent all the way over, you know, they don't know any better because they're new to the industry, but what a great time to learn how to properly like use your body and prevent yourself from ending up in a situation like myself or like the notorious carpal tunnel. So anyway, uh, enough for me. Uh, let's, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, how you ended up uh, putting together and co-founding Industry Aligned and, um, and yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing, uh, doing various things in the health and fitness industry, again, health industry and fitness industry separately for the past 25 years. So for about a quarter century, I've been doing this. Started at a very early age, I'm now 44. So you guys can do the math there. I've worked with people all across the nation, helping them with various pain points, helping them with various strength deficits and seeing them through that. And then just helping them get strong in general, looking at the body in totality and not just looking at it as an isolated incident, looking at how things transgress and how they actually translate through the system, making it more of an integrated system, less of a segmented system. So how I started working with Jenny is we were, we were together for a while. We had, we had met each other uh, about seven, seven-ish years ago. And uh, we had talked about kind of creating a different kind of business structure together. Uh, lo and behold, uh, Jenny woke up one day with some various repetitive stress injuries. And we found out that she had a herniation in her C5, C6, as you had mentioned. So immediately, and I'm sure you understand this too, the amount of pain that, that is incorporated with that is excruciating and it's debilitating the potential loss of nerve sensation and facilitation through whatever extremity that it's running through, right or left arm, is also another big trauma that we have to get past and we have to figure out how to deal with, right? So we're having to accommodate multiple things, dealing with pain and the misuse and the non-use of a, of, a, of a, pardon me, of a limb that you should have to have 100% uh, use of overall. So 
as we kept going from doctor to doctor, and I took my ego out of this in the beginning because I just needed to take care of the person that I cared about. That was my first priority. And I wanted to make sure that I was seeing things clearly. But sometimes when you're too close to a situation, it can give you a, a misaligned perception of what's going on. So I removed, my, removed myself from it, and I deferred to many doctors and many surgeons and physical therapists and many chiropractors. And I said, go ahead and let me know what should be done. Again, surgery was pretty much the, the diagnosis at that point. Um, they also wanted to, I believe, uh, provide her with multiple cortisone shots to help her deal with the trauma um, before, surgery, uh, before the surgical intervention uh, was to happen. So in the, in the interim, they allowed her to go to PT. Again, I took my ego aside. Nine weeks later, she was getting worse. And through this, I'm watching the frustration and I'm watching uh, the amount of money that she's shelling out go up and up and up because a lot of this was out of pocket, right? Even though she had insurance, wasn't covered. She actually went to one of the best uh, facilities in, in the actual world. It's called the Shirley Ryan Ability Lab. It's in downtown, downtown Chicago where we live. So again, I took my ego out of it. She's working with people that are obviously better than me. And I always try to make sure that I'm looking at things from that side. Remove your ego first, even if you're a practitioner, again, with the amount of experience that I have, let's defer to them and see what multiple opinions can, what we can glean from those. Uh, again, kind of long story short, I ended up taking over her physical therapy and we saw massive progressions, of course we would, in a very short duration. Pain was going away, sensitization was increasing, her ability to stand longer and work longer and gain her strength back was happening at an exponential rate. So this whole time that I took myself out, I should have actually dove in. I should have took action. That, that actually I hold on myself to this day. Fortunately, we were able to save all of the sensations in her inner wounds. Fortunately, she did not need any surgery. She didn't need any type of uh, epidural. She didn't need any type of cortisone shots. This was all addressed. There was no pills or medication taken during this time. Right. We made sure even even the uh, I forgot what they, they prescribed her gabapentin, which is uh, uh, to help with nerve sensation as well. Everything was removed. Right. And I knew that this this could be potentially the case. But again, I was so close to someone that I cared so much about. I wanted to make sure that I was looking at things from an appropriate angle. From there, we just started to kind of kind of hatch a plan to start to dive into the beauty industry. And I started to spend more time in salons. And I started to spend more time with stylists. And then the beauty industry in general, nail techs, estheticians. And, and I started to recognize these common issues, these common problems, and these common complaints. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to provide a solution for the beauty industry. And right now we are the only solution that's directly focused on the beauty industry because we feel it's so neglected. And we feel there is a little bit of complacency with the industry and this almost this acceptance is what I've seen going from expo to expo saying, well, this is just a part of my job. Fortunately, you can take this on yourself. It doesn't have to be a part of your job. You're accepting this. It's willful ignorance, right? It's complacency. It's cognitive dissonance. If we start to take charge, we realize what the body is capable of. Again, I've seen this for 25 years, working with anyone from the ages of 8 to 88. I've seen people progress. I've seen people get stronger. I've seen people gain muscle. I've seen people lose body fat. I've seen people get more intelligent because using your body is a great cognitive exercise as well. So again, that's how we kind of started integrating in the fitness industry. And so far we've had a lot of positive feedback and we're getting a lot of, again, I'm getting a lot of these common pain points and postures that I'm able to help beauty professionals with instantly.
Nice. So uh, if anybody who's listening or watching has never had any sort of pain, um, I, I actually used to work next to somebody who he's been doing hair longer than me. And um, he has like arguably one of the worst postures of any hairdresser I've ever seen. And, and uh, he's got like, like how he stands, like kind of like with his hut, like, like this, and then his neck like this, you know, like <laughs> I, mm-hmm. it hurts. I actually feel pain when I watch him. Like I could not stand like, there's no way I could stand like that. We had this whole conversation over happy hour one day and uh, we were talking about it. And uh, he's like, he's like, I got no issues. And we even pressed into some of his muscles and couldn't find any knots. And then, but his, like, he said, like his writ, his like forearm and stuff is the only thing that bothers him, which I thought was really interesting because like, you know, standing like that for so long, you know, all day, I would have just have assumed that he'd have some sort of issues. Um, do you, what can you say about, about that? Like, you know, how come he can stand that way and doesn't have neck problems? And how come I can't even, I got to stand, I got like every five minutes, you know, not even five minutes. I'm like constantly checking my posture. Otherwise I'll, I won't be like, I'll be in so much pain by the end of the day. First off, I commend you for actually having the awareness and the acknowledgement that you need to pull your body up so you're not dealing with shit later on in the day or downstream, right? So one of the reasons that someone like that cannot exhibit pain is, in reality, we all have varying degrees of herniations throughout our discs, all of us. Some of us exhibit pain, some of us don't. Here's the thing with herniations too, they can move and shift because muscles and connective tissues are attached to bones which again are attached to nerves and are attached to more connective tissues. So layers upon layers of these intri- intrinsic and intricate kind of tie-ins. So for this individual, maybe he's sitting on a bunch of compressed nerves. Maybe there's multiple herniated discs, but he just doesn't exhibit any pain. And here's the deal too with what you had mentioned down his forearm. Maybe there's some radiating trauma coming from his thoracic spine, shooting down the ulnar side of his forearm. We don't know where it's stemming from because I haven't assessed. But everyone has pain. That's a normal human function. It's a normal part of human physiology. I think that a lot of people get freaked out when they feel any type of pain because we're living in this kind of comfortable society where everything has to be soft and plush and the most cozy and the most warm and the most accommodating for our sensibilities, right? It's getting a little bit ridiculous and outstanding. I mean, think about even just, and I'm sure you've heard this argument before, something similar to it. We can order food that we didn't make sit in our chair, we could literally have that person, we could type in a note that says, would you mind opening that door and set it up for us? They could probably chew it up for us and spit it in our mouth like a baby <laughs> fucking bird. It's insane the amount of non-work we're doing as human beings, and we try to find ways to make it easier. This is the easiest time that we've ever had in society to live, right? So don't be afraid, and again, this is me kind of offshooting to kind of tie this in, don't be afraid of pain, acknowledge pain. It's actually an excellent teacher. It keeps us aware. Like you were saying, you felt something that's uncomfortable. You know it's coming downstream, so you're acknowledging it. If you didn't have that sensation, pardon me, if we didn't have pain, our body would tear at the seams. We wouldn't know our physical limitations. But what's also cool about that is we can extend our physical limitations. You're not just where you are now. You're not just where you're going to be. You're not just where you're going to be from there. You can keep pushing these pain sensations down. You can keep getting these nerves and these sensations either more robust by doing the wrong things or calming and quieting them down by doing the correct things, by strengthening tissue. Because tissue, again, pulls bones and pulls connective tissues. 
right? So there's a whole way of thinking about this that I think is a little bit short-sighted, even in my field. And this is where I'm, I'm coming into your industry, hoping to, hoping to offer a little bit of hope, but hoping to offer some solutions that, again, are tangible, that are understandable, because I don't just want people to do the things that I'm telling them to do because they're not invested. I want to educate them. I want to give you 25 years of experience, toss it all on your chest and say, here, here's what I want you to do with it. Because when you're done with me, I want to see you continuously progress. I love when my clients and patients keep in contact with me later on down the line. Saying, I know we don't work together. It's been five years, but I feel fucking amazing. Thank you. Right. It does nothing for my ego. It does something to see positivity circulate around when there's a lot of negativity around pain and dysfunction. So I um, like uh, what was I going to say? I'm thinking about how. Like you said that the industry is kind of, uh, I don't know if you use the word ignoring it or complacent. And, mm -hmm. um, and like, it, it definitely is something that like growing, just coming up in the industry. I mean, I, I got my first salon job. I was still in high school. So like, I literally grew up in the industry and uh, it was, it is just like a carpal tunnel, for example, is something that is just expected uh to that you're gonna you're gonna get and like there's like little like we know like the like the the excess you know the stretches and you know I'll, and um but other than that i mean that's that's as far as it goes it, the neck situation i you know i look back at pictures uh of me when i was in my younger days of uh of the industry and uh, i'm looking at myself it's a really cool picture but like my posture like my neck is like sinking way down as i'm looking instead of me lowering my body down i'm lowering my neck down <laughs> to see it and um so it definitely is a very common thing and it, and uh we do when i talk to young people uh about it they're like Ugh, you just are an old person you know and and uh and i i wonder if some of the complacency comes from young people thinking older people are always just trying to tell them how to do things right and then you know there's also this other thing that i don't know if it's still a thing now but i know when i was coming up not only was i not thinking about my posture um i was also running my body into the ground by going out and and uh, just being out all the time and you know falling asleep on the couch and like in weird positions and you know cumulative effect fast forward to a life of hard living and partying and doing hair and uh it it definitely i mean i'm sure there's some other things that led to my issues but um but I definitely believe that that's like definitely part of it. Um, what do you uh, have to say on on this kind of, on this idea on this thought process or line of thinking? Yeah, I think I think that you nailed a couple of solid points there for sure, right? I think that to start with the, uh, the the kind of you know adolescent mentality when it comes to listening to someone older, right? Like, oh, it's not going to happen to me, or maybe they even have these signs and they ignore them. Right. They're like, that's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Right. We live in a state uh, of avoidance all the time. We live in a state, again, of that willful ignorance and that complacency and just kind of, you know, it'll fix itself. It'll figure itself out. You know, maybe you don't feel as, as much pain when you're younger. So as you as you start to age, you start to, again, think it's going to go away. It went away before. Um, it's just not the reality of things, right? Like you said, there was a cumulative effect. And I think that's great that you kind of put that compounding effect, effect together because when I'm addressing people, I like to understand their medical history, their health history, their habitual, uh, just their habits in general. 
What do you do? How do you treat yourself? And that's one of the things that we do with our business is I focus on your internal health as well as your external health. You know, there are various biofeedback markers that I love to, to love to understand with that individual. How is your stress? How is your sleep? How is your digestion? Because that can even, even with bloating, right? When we're thinking about the stomach blowing out from the side, that alters the shape of the spine and the ribs. So that's going to put these facets in a little bit of a different place over time, right? If we have consistent bloating, if we have consistent trauma, not only is that an insult for just something externally, but internally, that's not great for digestive health, for brain function, and also for just keeping your tissues strong and robust. Because if we have malabsorption, we're not actually getting the micronutrients and the minerals and the vitamins that are essential to continuously repopulate healthy cells throughout our body in its entirety, right? So there's a whole myriad of factors that go into this. But going back to kind of that complacency, whether you're um, an adolescent or an adult. And again, people can shoot the messenger on this one. I'm 100% okay with that, right? Because people are like, oh, how dare you say that, that I don't give a shit? Or how dare you say I haven't been proactive? If you hurt, you haven't, and you address something. You looked at these pictures. Maybe it was not understanding, so it wasn't willful, willful ignorance. But it, maybe it was a matter of, I just didn't have enough information at the time. Nowadays, there's absolutely no fucking excuse. There's information everywhere. And while we can get kind of tirated and bombarded by it, I don't want to hear that either. Find a practitioner that you feel comfortable with. doesn't have to be me. It could be anyone. But start somewhere. You know, a lot of times people will ask me which, uh, what books to read or what blogs to read or who should I follow on Instagram. I don't want to tell you. And then people, well, what's wrong with that? One, a lot of the information, I don't mean this in an insulting way, would probably go over most people's heads. Not because I'm highly intelligent, but because this is what I've done for 25 years. So this stuff is my ABCs. It's nothing to me. It's like if I jumped into your industry and be like, you know what, I balayage. That's what I do right now. This is, I do that. And I, I color correct, by the way, as well, right? There's a stepping, stepping stone process. If you're interested in take caring, taking care of yourself and you wanted to start to do things on your own, Dig, show effort, right? You'll find something. Dig everywhere. There's gold everywhere. This will, with my mentality towards movement in general, I've done everything. I've been a boxer. I fought Golden Gloves. Uh, I fought jujitsu, competed jujitsu. I did uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. I was a Pilates instructor. I was a yoga practitioner. I do it all, and I do it all to this day. And I do random things like Indian club training, and I bodybuild. I do all of it because I think it all has merit. Movement has merit. If you're stuck in a shape and you recognize that shape as bad, get the fuck out of it. But the caveat to that is, what's wrong with that shape if your strength allows you to maintain it, like your buddy that you were talking about? His body has accommodated that. Now, I'm not saying that's the best way to be at all. What I am saying is his body has now taken strength, taken shape, and taken strength from that position. So over time, for me or any other practitioner to actually get him into proper alignment, he would feel weak and unstable in that position and exhibit probably more pain until he didn't, right? So there's these varying ends of the spectrum with that as far as that's concerned. Last thing I want to touch on real quick, if you don't mind, is we talked about like how children are just kind of looking at us old folk like, yeah, right, that's never going to happen to me. Screw you. What do you know? Well, I know a few things, just like you know a few things who experience, right? They don't take that into account. But we went to... Uh, the Paul Mitchell School out here, and we did it. We did a presentation, right? and I had Jenny. I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff on our page with her in a bodysuit. Yeah, right. Just completely kind of full anatomy suit that really gave them a good visual and a good understanding. It also kind of dropped their guard a little bit to be a little bit more honest and transparent with what's going on. And let me tell you, brother, 
when I talked about, hey, does anyone feel any type of nerve tingling, numb hands, you know, when they wake up first thing in the morning? Everyone's uh, breathing. And their children, their children. Now, there were some older adults in there too, but I'm talking about the young, the young students that haven't even started this job yet. Hey, guys, how does your neck feel? How does your low back feel? Well, you know, when I get up, my low back really hurts. Almost everyone. How are your hips? You know, we address almost every joint in that room. And almost everyone had their hand up with almost everything. And it was fucking alarming because as a child, you should be made out of rubber. You should be able to have this stress tolerance that exceeds an adult. You haven't had all these consistent and consecutive traumas over time. What we are seeing and what I'm seeing over time is people not get better with all the inf- access to information, not get better with a gym on every fucking corner, not have, not get better with a practitioner that teaches you how to breathe, how to sleep, how to eat. There's someone for fucking everything. Everyone's getting weaker because they're putting it on someone else. And here's the reality. While I love to help people, I'm not your solution. I'm the catalyst for you to help you. And that's what I want people to wake up. And again, if that, if that upsets people, like, no, this person helps me. No, they give you a blueprint and they give you a, a kind of a roadmap and a game plan. You fucking execute. You handle it. It's not on me. And that's a scapegoat mentality, too. Like, oh, it didn't work. Dieting doesn't work for me. Fitness doesn't work for me. PT doesn't work for me. And while I say again, everything is with a grain of salt is what I say, right? PT doesn't work for a lot of people. I've had people come to me for seven to 10 years of PT straight. And they come to me and I get more results in one session because I look at things and I reverse engineer them. Again, it's not about, oh, I think I'm smarter. I just don't look at this, the same problem with the same plan of attack. I'm not interested in doing it. Again, I like progression. I don't want to keep you in a continuum of care. How quickly can I make you strong? Because when you get strong and when I educate you to be invested and start to do this on your own, when you come back to me, you're excited to learn more. And then we can just go fucking further. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, David, what's next? Instead of, you know, I woke up, it's not 100% yet. Like, again, I'm here to help for that. I'm not saying I don't want to hear complaints because I want information. But I also want to heal and I want to help. I love that. You know, I I feel like all that can be translated into uh, teaching people how to cut hair. I mean, you could, there's a lot of parallels there. It's like, it's like, well, I don't do men's haircuts. Well, when you dig in most of the time, it's because they suck at them and they don't have a lot of confidence and they want to take more class. Then they, and they choose to like say, well, actually I really like this. So I'm going to do this thing. And now we call it specializing. So what (laughs) I, what and uh, so I, I just think that like this, there's so many parallels because like whether or not someone decides to specialize later in their career is one thing. But like when they're learning in the beginning, uh, I'm a proponent of uh, you need to learn like the foundations of everything. Like if I only color and you own, only cut and we're supposed to do a client together, how can we have a conversation if we don't understand the basics? So like there's reason to kind of have this like holistic approach uh, of of everything in general. And um, I also think that I also think that there's like a theme that I would agree with you that uh, we need to like really kind of take head on is that things should be easy uh, because building your craft is not easy. And no matter how many TikTok videos someone watches, they're not going to be able to skip experience. So like at the end of the day, they have to put in the work. It takes 
time. That's some of the most unpopular things to say on social media is like, it's hard work and it takes time. Like everyone's like, well, I paid $20,000 for my license and now I'm a hairdresser. (laughs) And it's like, not at our shop. You're not, you know? So, so yeah, I totally am on, on the same level with you. I like, like, yes, a hundred percent. So I want to dive into some other, some stuff, some specific stuff and um, take this, take this conversation even further, but I feel like this is a great place to kind of wrap it up. And uh, I, I'm very curious, like, why don't, as we sign, wrap it up here, why don't you tell us a little bit about all the different things that you do to bring this stuff directly to the hairdresser from social media to insulin visits and you mentioned expos. Could you just let us know all the things that you're doing uh, to get this information to people? Yes, sir. So uh, first, you can follow us at Industry Line uh, on Instagram. And we have a myriad of movements on there where you can just kind of play around. And I'm not being specific in any general sense. Right. I want you to think of this kind of like um, ingredients. Movements are ingredients to a recipe. So I want you to think about it's You can make a million different things with a million different ingredients. But at the end of the day, we're trying to make something specific. So I want you just to play with movement and understand a little bit more, a little bit more about your body. So that's that's step number one of how you can find us. Step number two is we do in-person um, salon visits where we'll actually come and do workshops and we'll work with you one-on-one. We've had a few across the country that have been highly successful. We've had a lot of fun actually going out. And you can actually work with me in person where I'm seeing your environment and I'm making adjustments with you on the fly. I also do Zoom sessions where you can work with me individually and we can work on your specific biomechanics in general. From there, we also have a blog at industryaligned.com. So if you want to sign up for that email blog, go ahead and shoot us an email. We're good to go there. Um, And if you want to work with me individually just for one-on-one coaching or alignment calls, um, the link is in the bio for that as well. So if you want, uh, the online coaching would be a little bit more weekly instead of the individual Zooms. If you're in the Chicago land area, I can work with you in person. Um, but yeah, if you if you also would like to just get on a phone conversation with me, and we can kind of figure out where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and we can build a foundation out of that. I also offer these alignment calls as well, where we can get on the horn for an hour, an hour and a half, and we can discuss what's going on with your nutrition, your sleep, your stress, your movement, and we can get those in order for you as well. So like if we did one of those calls, you could like help me uh, with like a set of exercises to do or something like that. Is that kind of what you're? hundred percent. We can talk about about your pain directly. We can talk about your lifestyle factors because, again, that's a big, big, uh, a big, big one that gets missed often in the physical therapy world. And in that realm is they'll see you for about a half an hour, maybe an hour if you're lucky. Maybe you'll get undivided attention. Maybe you won't. And then they'll move on to the next, but they're not going to address these other internal health factors that are extremely important in actually making sure that you progress forward and you actually have a healthy lifestyle and not just a healthy moment in time. Nice. Cool. I love it. Um, all right. Well, if anybody's interested who's listening or watching, please uh, check the description below. There will be information on how you can get in contact. Otherwise, you can just hit them up straight up on industry at industry aligned on Instagram, which is also in the description below. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. And I look forward to having you back on the show again soon to dive into this even further. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time. All right. See ya.